to one. Oh yeah, we're back. We're back in the big stage here on the big show at What the Truck. It's Friday. I'm Dooner here with the dude. Peace and love, everybody. Hey, it is a gorgeous day out there. It looks like it should be about 75 degrees. It's like seven or five degrees out there. Though. You know, it's really cold. This so far, this has been like these past couple of days have been. My favorite thing that's ever happened in like the stock market and in cryptocurrency, just like Reddit deciding that, I mean, this has been the year of internet communities for better and for worse. I mean, you saw the power and the impact of them on the sixth staging and insurrection at the Capitol. And then Mm -hmm. you're seeing another side of the equation, a a different group of internet trolls deciding that they're going after people who are betting against the stock market, betting against those shorts. And it got so bad yesterday that Robinhood, Webull, a bunch of them had to shut down trading on GameStop, Nokia, Koss, BlackBerry, AMC, whole bunch of them. But then this weird thing happened because they shut down trading. All these retail traders can't do anything, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, they're, yeah. A lot of us had to liquidate our money. I was playing around with these meme stocks and doing pretty good. But I was like, what do I do with the money? I see Dogecoin at like three cents yesterday. It starts just skyrocketing. It goes three cents, four cents, five cents. And I'm like, this is pretty cheap. I'll buy a lottery ticket on this. It got up to like eight cents yesterday. I did scrape a little profit off because it's like, you got to understand like three days ago, this was like zero, zero. It was zero, 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 it was zero, zero, seven, two yeah. or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it was less than a penny um, yeah. just a couple days ago. So you can lose yeah. money quick. And this is not financial advice. I do not uh, suggest you you do crazy plays like this. This is for our own entertainment. But I was entertained, man. I didn't have to look for anything to watch on TV last night. I was just looking at, at my douche going up on So you didn't Hood. get a significant portion of that seven, what is it, $7.17 billion in 24 hours? It's like their crazy. market cap went up. From $1 billion to $10 billion, And like, there's a lot of people pushing to bring it up to $1. And if it gets to $1, here's the interesting thing. It will be the third, uh, the third biggest, co- the third biggest crypto by market cap behind Bitcoin and yeah, Ethereum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. And so Elon, well, Elon Musk uh, tweeted last year, last, last April that it was his favorite crypto. Yeah. Right. And then the, the, the people on Reddit were, saw his Twitter that what do you put? You can't sell houses you don't own. You can't sell cars you don't own, but you can sell stock you don't own. Get shorty, <laughs> Elon Musk. So he's, he's, He's fomenting this. <laughs> he likes it. You know, and the douche is a, is a completely different play than like going after GameStop. The GameStop and stuff is going after shorts who are betting yeah, against these companies yeah, yeah, yeah. who have over leveraged by over like 200 percent. So yeah. like every GameStop share has been yeah. short sold. That, that's out there on the market. That's why it gets targeted. Um, but the douche is more like people are just seeing that there's, you know, it's riding wave. It's funny. It's a meme stock because, you, yeah. uh, you know, if you know douche. <laughs> and, uh, and also, it's, it's, uh, it's a fascinating and interesting time. We have a fascinating and interesting show today. We're even going to be talking about toilets and trucks, talking to Hope White about, like, reefer and reefer. They got a new wow. facility. <laughs> what she's up to. We have the freight coach, Randy Hudson. He's going to play it forward. He'll tell us what's going on in his side of the world. Yeah. And uh, we're going to find out what a, what a, tam- what a tamen is. Is that a Tamen? Is that a Tamen? Tamen, that's right. T-A-I-M-E-N. Yeah. Our good friend Ryan Pamplin, he's the one who saw that bear, so we'll we'll bring that up to you. But we got a lot to get to, so let's get there. Thank you to our sponsor, Zembles. You want to crush your numbers, so stop random prospecting. Zembles can tell you who is spending on shipping and get you those leads instantly, taking your sales process from a 95% failure rate to a 50% success rate. Go to start.zembles.com for a free trial and sign up for a lovely demo today do it right after the show 
All right, after we get finished talking about toilets. You know, have, have, so vaccines, big story, right? Yeah. People oh, trying well, to get that vaccine. I've, well, heard, a, I've heard about it. The ATA is going to bat for drivers, and they're saying they should be a higher vaccine priority, and I don't disagree with them. John Gallagher says the ATA wants the Biden administration to reclassify drivers into higher priority status for receiving COVID-19 vaccines. In a letter sent Wednesday to the Center for Disease Control and Prevention, the ATA and 49 state trucking associations requested the CCD, the C- CCD, <laughs> That's, that's what I went to when I was in Catholic school. The CDC <laughs> move <laughs> truckers into uh, phase 1B of its COVID-19 vaccine recommendations from their current status as 1C, which is a longer wait, of course. And drivers, you know, call them, call them essential, say they're moving America, saying all these things, then putting them further down the line. 1B them. Yeah, one beam. I agree. I agree. That's what they're trying to do. The the CDC's advisory on immunization practices in December 22nd placed frontline essential workers in phase 1B and other essential workers in 1C. So uh, the argument is that they are frontline essential workers as they were designated last year, right? So put them back into 1B. And I have to, I, I tend to agree. And while you're at it, throw the uh, longshoremen and all the people out in uh, the port of uh, Los Angeles in the, in the same boat. Christopher Martinez, he says he has a toilet in his truck. Derek Staples, he loves the cap. He actually has one from Holland. Beautiful. This one is actually from Poland. Uh, Andrew Bound says, thanks you for the What the Truck shirt. Oh, Andrew, you got it already. He won a What the Truck shirt. We got it out for him. It did take a while Beautiful. to send, but once we got the process together, he got it. We also have um are you wearing the hat i had, I I had one under here the what the truck hat i usually wear those are going to be you in want the me to go grab one i can go grab one the, well maybe later maybe right. someone can run one to us in the back if they it get a like chance this but it's a hat yeah yeah they're Imagine over on my this desk on my head <laughs> as a hat there you go well the group put out a statement they said in many ways truckers are the linchpin of our nation's entire frontline response providing uh, daily direct and indispensable support to all essential workers healthcare providers first responders correction officers manufacturers grocery clerks and teachers all rely on truckers for the equipment and supplies needed to carry on with their professional duties moreover high-risk populations are now depending on the trucking workforce to deliver vaccine supplies to every corner of the country uh, and unit senator maria cantwell she's a democrat from washington she announced on Wednesday that she is planning to get a bug in Biden's ear and make that happen. I hope she does. I agree she should. I mean, food haulers, but all, all, all truckers need to be in there. See, Jay McLeod says you should incentivize them with Dogecoin and GM sh- GameStop shares. I agree. There you go. And a free subscription to what is a Doge magazine that uh, Elon like that. Musk created, the D-O-U-G-E on Vogue or Doge or whatever it is. What are they offering a lot of people now? It's like, I, even Loves has jumped on the train. I think they're offering like $75 if you go get a vaccine. It's not a huge amount of money, but it's something. No, no, it's not. Well, uh, Michigan's giving you free pot. Oh, yeah, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, Yeah, we talked about that last show. Okay, here's another one. So this is something, too. We saw, like, coming from a million miles away, and it's this PPP loan fraud, especially when we saw to a certain amount. Wait a minute. (laughs) Remember we saw they weren't even going to be vetting these things? Well, here we go again. Clarissa Hawes reports six people, including the owners of two defunct trucking companies, faced multiple charges after federal prosecutors claim they submitted fraudulent loan applications to obtain $1.5 million in funds through the U.S. Small Business Paycheck Protection Program. That's that PPP. Yeah, but, uh, okay. Well, the, the indictment was filed in the U.S. District Court for the Northern District of Georgia on January 12th, according to the Department of Justice. I was going to say DOG, but then I decided... <laughs> D-O-G-E? <laughs> yeah, because, you know, the douche coin and everything. Uh, the six individuals who have been charged are allegedly part of a larger group that fraudulently obtained around $3 million in PPP loans, according to the court filings. So, so far, federal investigators have recovered $1.2 million of it. The rest is buried somewhere with Arkansas 
saw Moe's diamond rings. I think. No, wait a minute. That's not true. According to the Fort Filings, Thompson allegedly recruited and helped Baisden, Crosby, Maloney, Wilson, and Smith fill out the paperwork to obtain fraudulent $300,000 loans on behalf of their respective businesses in exchange for a percentage of the loan proceeds. Christopher Martinez, he says that most drivers he has spoken with will not take the shot. You know, it's a sentiment we hear often. It's also easy to say when it's not available that yeah. you're not going to take it. I don't yeah. know if push comes to shove, you know, they say, all right, you're, 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 you have your appointment. Because um, there is a cross-section, too, who are also complaining that it's taking, they want to be in that 1B category. So, uh, different strokes for different folks. Um, we'll see what happens happens with that one. Prosecutors, though, they said the business owners conspired to submit these fraudulent PPP loan applications by falsifying the number of employees that they have. They each listed 16, and they had the average monthly payroll expenses of $120,000 for each of the five businesses. Crosby filed the PPP loan application for his trucking business, Faithful Transport LLC. It was headquartered in Bamber, South Carolina. Once the money was deposited into accounts, the business owners used the funds for authorized, uh, for unauthorized purchases, yeah. including making checks out to individuals who are not employees. Uh, an additional 284, here's the, here's the good news for I get, here's the good news for the bad guys. <laughs> an additional $284 billion in forgivable PPP loans through the SBA opened up to lenders on January 22nd. So, hey, so here's my question though, Dooner. What happened to the $2 million uh, uh, limit that Arkansas Moe's accidentally crossed? Yeah, I don't know. Didn't he get like two million and thirty five thousand dollars? He was like, yeah. Didn't they say anything over two million dollars? We're not going to investigate anything under. Anything under. under. Well, these he, are a bunch of three hundred thousand dollar loans. Yeah. Well, these guys were a little bit smarter about it than Mo. Yeah. Mo got greedy. Very little bit yeah. smarter. He needed to. He needed to fund his duty yeah. coin. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> well, coming up. Oh, hey. There we go. There it is. Look at that news. I want the truck hat. <laughs> Swag.freightways.com. These are coming out soon. And, uh, I got to go to the post office. I gave one of these out yesterday. I've given a couple things out today. So if you saw Wednesday's show, Human Cloud, where you have five digital copies of that book to give away. Matthew Matola's book, Human Cloud, super, super exciting. So just in the comments, write, write book me, right? And if you want the hat, write hat me, and you'll be entered for yeah. both of them. And we'll get, each show will give a few of these, these things away. So put them in the comments. I'll circle back to them, and I'll enter you into the drawing. Sounds cool, I was cool, watching right? that yesterday, and people were like, hat me right away. I know, yeah. They, yeah. <laughs> I mean, they were on it, man. Yeah. We're going to sell out quick. There you go. These are cool. They'll be in the store soon, too. Yeah. But yeah, cool. a chance to win like one it. in the comments. Um, Hope White, she's joining us now. I love Hope White. You know where she was yesterday, too? She was at the Sales and she Marketing was. Summit virtual event, had her own session there. Hope White, thank you for joining us today on the show. You're welcome. Hi, Donor. Hi, Michael. How are you doing? Long time no see or hear. That is one serious gaming headset you have on. Absolutely. I, 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 got, it from, I got it from GameStop. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> Another plug. There you go. The stock yeah. up again. <laughs> <laughs> so how was your experience yesterday at the at the virtual event? Did you have a good time? Oh, absolutely. I had a phenomenal time with Luke. It was an awesome, awesome marketing summit. I learned so much from uh, much of the speakers and presenters there. So it was awesome. That, that is, I missed your session yesterday, but I imagine it was pretty good. Luke's a great guy. I love, I love, I love Luke. But uh, so I've been looking forward to this since I, I, I saw you were going to be on the show again because I'm really interested on, on you know, uh, what's going on with your new facility that you guys oh, uh, sure. operate, right? Sure. But before she gets yeah. it, let, let me oh, okay. ask her one more thing. Because okay. I sent you an invite to Clubhouse, and you haven't oh, even accepted yeah. it yet, Michael Vincent. Those oh. things are like pure goals of people out on Twitter. Are they really? People are really into it. Oh, I'm not that into Clubhouse. I, I, it's, I have. Wait, 80. wait a minute. You're. 
berating me and then you're saying you're not really into it? I, well, I, 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 I said it to you weeks ago and I was a little more into it. I've tried to get into okay. it, but it's like sitting in a conference call and it's like this unfocused podcast thing going on. Yeah, okay. What was your experience with that? I know you were at Clubhouse in the other day. Yeah, I kind of enjoyed Clubhouse here frequently. Uh, recently kind of got in a few groups, not started my own room or anything like that. But I have found some of the rooms to be a little bit challenging for my ADHD. Um, <laughs> kind of zone out a bit there. I kind of like to stay on the high side of things. So, But mm. you do have some really good rooms that, that have been in there. Very good information that's being passed over there for great for entrepreneurs. Oh, there you go. There you go. Yeah. yeah I got to set you up yeah. with a nice pun there. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I'm sure we'll figure out a few of them. <laughs> oh, look at what do we got going on there. Is this the new facility that you, you guys uh, had the ribbon cutting ceremony going on uh, about a month ago or so? Absolutely. December 2nd, we had our grand opening in Metter, Georgia, uh, Candler County. Uh, we opened our 10.65 acre container storage and drayage facility supporting Georgia nice. Port Authority. We're excited. Wow, you are, you're really starting to build out that relationship with them. Uh, yesterday, you were making really good inroads and really good progress with them. And it seems like, it seems like a lot of those fruits, that labor, that, that investment you were putting into 2020, that relationship is really starting to pay off in 21. Yeah, definitely manifesting here. Seeing a lot of growth here um, fairly quickly. It's just like January 1 hit and everything just took off. Um, we have about four or five clients already. We have a dedicated client for drayage and storage, a uh, client coming out of Brazil. Um, so we're, we're doing pretty good here, um, but we still have a lot more slots open. So if anybody needs storage and drayage, you better come on through. Ooh, beautiful, <laughs> yeah, beautiful. Yeah. So what, what are you going to be doing with this facility now? You got, you got the big space. You got this relationship with Georgia Ports. Last time we talked to you, we, you know, you, you mentioned, uh, you mentioned being high on the relationship, but you also mentioned moving <laughs> reefer in reefers. So, uh, yeah. is that, I wonder if that's, that's is a that lot going? of turkeys yeah. over there. Did you see those? Are, are you becoming the, uh, are you becoming the leader in the, the Southeast for these hemp moves now? Or is that your, how you're trying to position yourself? Well, I am trying to structure myself to be the subject matter expert for hemp mm. and cannabis transport because uh, we know Georgia is not too far behind with the legalization of marijuana. Uh, so, yes, I am trying to position myself for that uh, business there. Um, but the picture of the turkeys you see is our involvement, HD White Logistics involvement here in the community. We did a give back uh, and thanks uh, Thanksgiving with turkeys to the uh, school system here. So that's what you see. Oh, that's awesome. So it appears you're trying to set yourself up as the uh, the authority on international reefer trade as well, right? With the drayage and container station. Oh, yeah. Is it? Oh, don't have nobody coming to my yard searching containers for reefer now. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, no, I, I yeah, learned my lesson yeah. with customs a long time ago. You don't want to be you don't want to be involved in that type of stuff. Absolutely. But yeah, we're definitely uh, setting ourselves up for success uh, on the storage side of containers. We, you know, you see in that, that 40, 50 uh, ships sitting out in Long Beach and uh, thank God Savannah does not have that type of congestion yet. Um, but we still do have a great need for storage here. So we're here to assist them with that. We can hold over uh, on one level about 480 uh, containers. 20 wow. TEUs. Yeah. Yeah. So we're, we're pretty large. Um, when we stack up, we can go up as far as 3000, uh, high on our, <laughs> on our 10 and a half acres. 
Well, what should carriers know? If there's ca- there's carriers out there, owner operators are like, I want to expand into the drage space. I want to service the ports. I hear good things are going on over there. Um, I'm familiar with drage, and I know that it's not the exact same animal as, as over the road trucking. What are some of the the, yeah. the pratfalls or just things you should be aware of if you want to consider expanding your business in that direction? Yeah, some of the challenges that we've already uh, observed is making sure that you have the proper insurance coverages to make sure that you can do business with all of the shipping lines um, and, and making sure that you understand the charges and the fee structure for the shipping lines. Um, and it's important to make sure that your carriers um, are aware of, you know, the billing system and things of that nature. Some second thing that we encounter is equipment, of course. Everybody's with these chassis. So what HD White did was we purchased our own chassis. We bought about 25 chassis here to support, particularly uh, uh, triaxles. So uh, equipment has definitely been a concern and then definitely making sure that you understand the insurance coverages that's required by the different shipping lines. William William Rufi in the comments he says uh, he says that he says you're going to be rich how does he follow you William you're right oh, on just yeah. look up Hope White Hope White mm-hmm. HD uh, HD White she'll pop right up on LinkedIn for you I'm sure she'd be more than happy to connect with you yeah yeah I definitely will look us up on uh, at IG at HD White Logistics but um, I won't be rich till we add this tech component uh, we're getting ready to add a little tech piece here to make sure that we are truly providing best solutions to our customer prior to it hitting um the u.s so stay tuned for that that's pretty awesome is is there plans to expand even further in the in the maritime uh part of it you've got the you've got the inland yep. part of it going on you've got the over the road you got the reefer uh and the reefer in reefer uh and and now you've got the <laughs> now you've got the drayage in the container yard that you're servicing the inland port there in georgia uh do you expand to freight forwarding next nvocc operations what's what's on the horizon yeah, absolutely. We're looking at that. Um, we actually have some plans and drawings already prepared to expand to cross-docking and transloading uh, services as well. That's probably about 18 months out. So we're we're definitely looking to be all-inclusive solution providers for the international community. Nice. I know. Well, you know, it's been a while since we've we've had our wheel with us. We've only had it with us once this year. So I'm going to spin this thing, Hope. Ooh. We're going to see where oh. it lands. And if I don't like the question, I'm going to ask my own. Now, oh, good one. Okay, Hope, so you are you are risky, right? You're getting into this reefer space. It's not a space yeah. without a little risk. So maybe something like what's going on on Wall Street bets would attract you, right? Or maybe douche would. So I got to ask, would you rather have all your money in Dogecoin right now or in GameStop stock? And how freaked out would you be if it was all in either one of those? I would rather have all my money in GameStop stock Ooh. at this time. Um, and that's just because I'm paying attention to human behaviors. Uh, right now with the global pandemic, everyone's in, inside. So what are most guys or most people who game do? They're playing games. So I would put all my coins into GameStop at this time. Yeah, um, playing, playing games with the market with the GameStop. Yeah, playing markets with the game. That kind of <laughs> caught me off guard. I'll be I'll be quite completely honest. I was kind of focused on Tesla and Apple, you know, your traditionals there. Um, yeah. GameStop really caught me off guard there as well. Yeah. yeah they're, they're called the meme stocks. We got to start a the rumor. Meme. You got to go public and we'll start a rumor that, you know, HD White Logistics is being shorted by the market and yeah. we uh, we're going to ride a wave because she's got, yeah. you know, she's got her NVOCC now. We'll use that as the catalyst and we'll tell Wall Street bets and then we'll be off to the races, Hope. Absolutely. Get up some venture capital over here with that. And when you do that, make sure you use the hashtag. Give them hope. Give, some, give some hope. Hey, did you make your shirts yet? The, the apparel you were talking about? 
Yeah, absolutely. We have quite a few shirts. You want one? Yeah, I do. And hey, maybe the audience yeah. does too. So you can send me one. But if the audience wants to go and, and find one themselves, where do they go? Yeah, we're going to have them up on the site um, at hdwhitelogistics.com in about 30 days. 30 Dora. days. So 30 don't days. say my slogan no more. Don't you say it no more. Don't say it no more. <laughs> I won't. I'm not giving your slogan away. You still got the, You got to get on the market, right? Get on the market. Got to get on the market. But I definitely am going to support you guys with your shirts and hats. They're pretty cool. So I hope everyone Beautiful. gets one. Good, because yeah. I'll tell you, one other hemp logistics company sent us some really sharp uh, shirts and, and hats did. and other paraphernalia just they the other did. day. It was pretty sweet. Stuff. Pretty sweet. But, uh, you know what? They're not they're not in your market. They're over no. in the uh, what are they, the the northwest. They're in the yeah. northwest yeah. region okay. of the world. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so well, no rivalry. Well, well, from the southeast, we'll send you some gummies and see what else we can get you guys. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, all right, Hope. All right, Hope. <laughs> Take it easy. I appreciate your time today. All right. Y'all have a wonderful day. Talk to you soon. Nice. <laughs> Take it easy. Get high on the yeah. hashtag Reefer and Reefer with HD White Logistics. <laughs> Come on air with this one. Hey, so you may have heard this voice before and saw this video when we played it back on our September 28th episode. Uh, it happened oh, right yeah. here in Chattanooga on Market Street. Roll the tape, then we'll talk to the man who took the video and uh, we'll talk to him a little bit about what he's doing at his company over here in Chattanooga. Yo. That's a bear. <laughs> That's real life. Man, that's that's the first and the last time that I've seen a, a bear in Chattanooga. There is yeah. a sad ending. That's there is a sad ending to that yeah. story, though, right, Ryan? Absolutely, that was tough. Uh, not not Chattanooga's best day for sure. Yeah, so unfortunately, they euthanized the animal. They said that he'd been too close to civilization, and there's no going back after you know they know where the picnic baskets are or something like that. I don't agree. Yeah. I, I would have adopted him. <laughs> in your in your apartment? <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I'm looking for a house. But Ryan Babler, you're the director of innovation and technology at at. Am I saying this right? It's Tymon. And Michael Vince and I were looking at that big big mouth Billy Bass logo behind you, and we we're trying to figure out, and we realized that that's actually a Mongolian trout, isn't it, or a Siberian trout? Man, you got it. So our our founders are big anglers. Co-founders uh, had an idea uh, in Mongolia. The uh, the Tymon trout translates to river wolf. Uh, so there are these big teeth, uh, pack hunting fish. Uh, so with, with freight, we obviously are, are attacking uh, the challenges as a team, as a pack. We're in Chattanooga on the Tennessee River, uh, woods everywhere. And, and so it just made sense. We, we were looking for something to connect to. And, and, uh, and here we are. It's very cool. I, I, I And I also saw some videos of uh, some people in Mongolia <laughs> going out there that we were going to kind of superimpose your face on them uh, going out there, but we, we decided not to. <laughs> so let me, if there let were me, any test runs of that, you just shoot them to me. I'd love to see that. That'd be awesome. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, the video that we watched was awesome. I just want to ask you one thing about it because it's awesome. W what was going through your head? Because you go, yo, and then like you wait for a while. And it's kind of like are you trying to confirm that you're not hallucinating right before you go forward and say, that's a bear. <laughs> uh, I definitely can confirm that I, I had no uh, uh, contact with any of Hope White's customers. Uh, <laughs> I, I, was, I was completely uh, uh, in, in tune with what was going on. And it, obviously, it doesn't happen every day. Uh, and I was thinking about a million different things other than that. So definitely shocking.
Well, that's good because Hope did say those gummies were coming. I was hoping they didn't get sent to the wrong, the wrong office down the street. <laughs> exactly. But you know, you are so you're the director of innovation and technology over at at this company. So what is new and what's cool in innovation and technology, and how are you fitting it onto a company that sort of the bones and foundation is a bit more of just a sort of a traditional freight broker? Absolutely, that's a great question. Uh, we think about it uh, with communication, uh, how we communicate to customers, how we communicate to employees, uh, and how we communicate. Uh, uh, to to, uh, to the trucking community. Uh, we own uh, an asset-based uh, division. We work with drivers every day. Uh, so we understand a, a little bit uh, better than maybe some uh, how really they like uh, to, to, to be communicated uh, with. Uh, so it, it's definitely a big part, how we're talking to people, how we're reaching people, and we're using technology to do that in really creative ways. Uh, our, our TMS provider, Turbo, uh, obviously you, you, you guys have done some great work highlighting uh, uh, their team. They allow some really cool things for us to, to not only communicate and messaging, um, but really just uh, uh, pass data in, in a very interesting way for a small company when obviously whether it's Amazon or Convoy or Uber, uh, a lot of great uh, uh, incumbents uh, that are doing a lot of cool, cool things with technology. And so how do we compete as a small brokerage? Uh, Turbo is, is one of those great ways. FreightWave is one of those great ways. Uh, when we uh, signed up with Sonar, we, we saw a great opportunity uh, and we, we really expanded our services and added some customers strictly because of Sonar. Uh, and, and then e even uh, outside of those two, um, we, we innovate with, with our sales team. So you guys had Ambition on yesterday. They're mm. a great partner of ours and we really love innovating uh, this, this, the sales culture with technology. Yeah, that, that's uh, that's awesome stuff. And it's really good to see those type of technologies putting in place, especially the ones that allow a smaller-ish brokerage, a smaller company to be able to compete with the big dogs like 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 you were saying. But you guys are no stranger to just about everything in the market, right? You're, you're doing spot, primary contract, managed services, uh, open deck, dry van, refrigerated, hot shots, LTL, over-dimensional. Uh, are you guys doing moon shots soon is the first part of that question. Uh, <laughs> but but really, what do you... I, I'm I'm interested to know from a from a uh, uh, what your perspective is on what's going on right now in the market. What do you see it uh, moving forward over the next, uh, let's say, next quarter or so, through Chinese New Year and, and past, with the potential for stimulus packages, et cetera. What are you looking at this year? Uh, that, that's a great question. We we definitely did uh, get our stronghold in open deck flatbed. Uh, our co uh, co founder Chris Wang and I met at uh, Access America Transport. Uh, back in 2011, uh, in kind of the uh, uh, the trenches, and so our company absolutely really excelled in truckload and, and flatbed truckload. Uh, we've hired great people. Uh, a new president, Brian Whitley, has really helped us expand into expedite, uh, doing some some interesting things in air and ground expedite. Um, so it's given us that that full perspective, like you said. Uh, using sonar, we we really see things growing. Uh, it, it's, it's a, a lot easier to be close to our customers uh, than really market experts. Um, but you guys and everything Sonar allows us to do gets us a little closer uh, to being really intelligent with the market. Uh, so it, it's definitely hard to, to, to have a crystal ball. Um, and, and anything I say today is definitely going to be a little different tomorrow and, and, and a lot different next week. Uh, so, so we're all about staying on than, than, than uh, knowing everything. 
Yeah. Brent, let me ask you something, because we have a SaaS product here, Sonar. You've mentioned it a couple times, and you know, you've know you worked on the Sonar sales oh, side, yeah. and one of the biggest metrics you want to look at and you get afraid of is, is use, right? You want to make sure people are using their seats, because if they're not, they're not going to renew, and That's there's right. a problem there. They either don't like the product or they don't know how to use it. How do you make sure in your role when you decide to sign up with one of these, these solutions that your team actually is using it? Culture. Communication. Really just explaining to people before we go, we're interested in this. This is the value we see for you. There's obviously a business case, but salespeople, operations people, uh, whatever role, they've got their, their, their it factor. They, they've got their reason. And you've got to communicate and make it understandable to them why it's important. And then it's just culture to, to, to really uh, work on that adoption. Excellent. Excellent. Uh, yeah, because we've talked about this plenty of times, you know, it, it's like getting data. If you don't do anything with the data, it's worthless. Why are you getting it? Yeah. Right. And tech can be the same way. You can tech yourself right out of existence if you don't use it correctly and integrate it and that type of stuff. So a, a, excellent question and a, an excellent answer. But one of the things that I wanted to highlight as well and, and ask you about is, is you, you're also um, an assistant basketball coach at uh, uh, Chattanooga Preparatory School. Is that right? Uh, what's that like? And, and does it, uh, do you bring that into business or do you take your business world into that? Absolutely. Uh, competition is very, uh, uh, real in, in sports. Uh, competition is absolutely big, uh, inside of, uh, can you guys still hear me? Uh, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Uh, sorry. So, uh, competition is, is, uh, is a big part of, of obviously the sales culture, uh, as well as on the court. Uh, the Chattanooga Prep uh, uh, program is, is absolutely incredible. Uh, Ted Alling and, and Kelly Alling, the, uh, the, the co-founders, uh, Access America co-founder, uh, is kind of how I got to, to know about the program. Uh, their coach, Chris Collins, is a world-class trainer. And the kids, the, the young men, are absolutely going to be uh, future leaders, not only in Chattanooga, but across the country. Uh, being a part of a small brokerage, knowing that our team, our, our, our employees are going to be a big part of this company in the future. And looking at these kids on the court, these young men, knowing that they're going to be leaders, they're, they're going to be fathers, they're going to be uh, great contributors to society. It, it is, it, there's so many similarities and it, it really fires me up. All right. That was a good question. So now we have to balance things out with a stupid question. So oh. I'm going <laughs> to spin this right here. No, I'm usually on question. the other end of that equation. <laughs> no, I like whenever I find out someone's a coach, I actually ask that question on radio a lot, especially since I have like, yeah. I have like 30 minutes usually to go with people. And it's, it's one of those fun things to just uncover people from, right. from people. It sure. just sort of fascinates me. Sure. Um, all right. My question, the question that this wants me to ask is, would you rather be forced to dance every time you heard music or be forced to sing along with every song you hear? Oh, man, uh, you are giving me two great choices. I've heard some questions on this, and I feel like I got a good one. Uh, I'm a former DJ. Uh, I, I was definitely uh, all about playing music, getting people to dance. Um, but, man, uh, I, I'm a singer. Uh, you, you don't have to want to hear me uh, early in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I, I definitely, uh, uh, man, it, it'd be hard to pick between the two. I, I'll go with dancing just for the sake of the question. All right, all right. We, all right. we love it. We I love thought we were going to have an impromptu play it forward right now. I know, here I know, because we have one coming right after you guys going to be playing his guitar for Ryan, we really appreciate it. You know what, people out there, you like what Ryan has to say. You want to learn more. Your president is going to be at Global Supply Chain Week, the biggest virtual event in freight, which happens February 22nd to March 3rd. Go to live.freightwaves.com. Register for free. Be there. We'll see you. Ryan, thanks, thanks, uh, thanks for being out there, man. Do you see any more bears? Send them our way. Yeah. I will. I will. Thank you, guys. Love what you do, and, and uh, um, keep going. Take it easy. Right on, brother.
All right, it's time to say thank you to our sponsor, Zembles, and the frustration of chasing dead leads. And start using Zembles data. Zembles will get you to the companies that are spending on trucking and logistics so you know where to focus your selling. <laughs> Go to start.zembles.com slash free trial and sign up for a demo today. But right now we're joined by Randy, and he's going to play it forward with us. So you, I think this is your third appearance on the show, yeah. Mr. Randy Hudson. He is the freight broker coach. What's up, brother? How you doing, Dinner? Good to see you all again. You too. You too, hey, Randy. Hey there. How's, the, uh, how's life treating you this morning or this afternoon? Oh, you know, the sun is out. The birds are singing. It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. Glad to be I'm, here. I'm, I'm digging that guitar strap. What, what yeah, is that? I, oh, I nice. can't tell exactly what's on it, though. What are, what are we looking at? Well, I, I, I thought I heard a little gummy talk beforehand, so I thought <laughs> I'd get a little something psychedelic for you guys, you know? Okay. <laughs> I didn't know if that was a... <laughs> Is that a is that a is that a Grateful Dead? Is that a? <laughs> uh, it, not really. It's just uh, in the a style. Of... Oh, little seventies thing fits my yeah. uh, fits my persona, my age. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's aesthetic, man. So, what are you going to play for us? Well, uh, I'm going to play a little acoustic piece for you. I actually was digging around for something to play, and I ran across this, and I probably wrote this when I was a teenager, 15, 16 years old. So, uh, love it. Just got a little piece of it here for you. Little uh, happy acoustic thing for you. Nice, let's hear it. That guitar sing, brother. Yeah, that, you said you wrote that when you were fifteen. You remember what was going on th- going through your head when you were fifteen years old? Because I have like old poetry and like song lyrics I wrote, and I was like really into Nine Inch Nails, and it was like it was angry stuff. This was like peace rock, man. My stuff was, I was like, like angry. I was I was just like bouncing around a nice field full of wildflowers as a bee or something like that. Listening to that, that was awesome. I wish those games came it. early when I was hearing that song. It was, uh, you know, it's probably on the beach at the lake or something like that. I don't know. 
<laughs> Pretty mellow. I thought he was going to say, I wrote this like 15 or 16 years ago when I was a teenager. I was like, no, nah, you didn't. <laughs> well, no, you didn't. <laughs> I could try, but that would never go. No, that nah, would never nah, yeah. You said there wouldn't be math. You said there wouldn't be math. Hey, well, Randy, what's got you What's got you excited in the or excited or upset in the world of freight? You, are, you don't have a problem jumping in a lot of these conversations that you hear going on in the world. So what right now is do you think is kind of a big issue? Uh, well, advancements in technology are huge. I mean, uh, I try to see every new product I can find uh, just to see what's going on, and uh, it, it's amazing. Uh, I didn't, uh, I didn't write that 15 or 16 years ago when I was 15, <laughs> and so I've seen a lot. So I, I, I relate that to this and say that I've seen a lot of changes, obviously, since I started in brokerage over 20 years ago, and uh, and man, it's just exponentially faster these days, and it's really exciting. Mm. It's really exciting. Yeah, so on uh, Randy on 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 LinkedIn, you, you posted uh, if you ship exclusive truckload EUV shipments that don't use the entire trailer space, be sure and protect you and your client by adding language to the rate confirmation. Can you expand on that? Explain a little bit of that uh, about that piece of advice. Yeah, sure. So early in my brokerage days, I ran across a few situations where I didn't know that and I didn't do that, and so you'd uh, you'd put a. A shipment that had a delivery time for, you know, two days with a thousand miles and you had a set delivery appointment and it would be half a truck. But the customer, you know, you negotiated it to be a truckload for service reasons to make sure that it was on time and they didn't have any stops in between that would hold you up and that kind of thing. And, you know, carriers would uh, decide that, well, I've got all this empty space. Let me maximize my trip Hmm. and they maximize their trip and minimize your service. And when you're late or, or you know, or, or something yeah. gets damaged because I've also had shipments that were uh, double stacked after they were picked up so that they could maximize their space and minimize your service and get some damage or something like that. And so one of the early situations I was in, we wrote a TMS and part of the TMS we did uh, after a couple of those situations was to have an EUV rate confirmation and a regular rate confirmation. And so if you had however much freight it was, if you wanted to specify it was EUV, use the EUV one. It had a big block at the bottom. This is for exclusive use. We will you know, reduce your rate to LTO rate if you uh, don't honor our contract, that kind of thing. And it's just really important to protect your customer service, uh, you know, uh, to protect the, the load if there's a damage issue, to protect your, your service level and all of that. And it's so important to spell all this out ahead of time, right? If you just have a carrier go pick it up and then you say, oh, no, that was supposed to be exclusive, but you didn't spell it out, then, the, you know, it's kind of on you for not doing that. And so it's just a big, been a big deal to me over the years to make sure that I specify what I want from a carrier to make sure that our instructions are clear. And so there's no, no misunderstandings at the end of it. Yeah. So if someone goes in, they think they're buying, they're, they're getting a truckload shipment and they're, they've ended up basically with LTL, right? Right. And, you're, and you've charged your customer, you know, you sold it to your customer as a truckload shipment. Yeah. And so it, it arrives at the dock and it's, you know, got other stuff all over it or there's lettuce hanging out of the side or, you know, whatever the case may be. <laughs> and, uh, you know, the customer wants a discount. The carrier doesn't feel like they should offer one. And so you've just got this this uh, dilemma going on, and this conflict going on. Most conflicts in this business can be solved before they happen. You know, if you have the experience and expertise to see them and to make sure that you're clear in your communication. We talk about tech and data, too. Mm-hmm. When you start having some of your shipments mm-hmm. turn like this, this is pouring into your pool of data that you think is truckload. There's all these sort of weird stops that are other people's freight. And you're, yeah. it starts pulling up in your data. It can cause a lot of havoc there, too. LTL is one of those things that you have to, before your freight moves in LTL, 
you really want to talk about some things. You want to negotiate your accessorials, right? You want to oh, yeah. negotiate those charges. You want to make sure you know what like routing is. That's one of the places you got to play tough. But on truckload, like I'm glad that you talked about this because that's one of the blind spots that happens. You might not be coming in with that same sort of um, hypervigilance you would towards an LTL shipment because you're like, oh, I'm good. I'm safe. It's truckload. You know, uh, if you assume something, it makes an ass out of you to me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's, that's true. I live, I've lived that, by that since I saw the Odd Couple movie, I guess. So, uh, and I do a lot of partial <laughs> work. And so, you know, you do a partial load on, on trailers, and and it's load to ride or whatever you arrange. But just be clear in your communication and your expectations up front uh, with your carriers, and most most of that will go away. Most of those challenges will go away. Yeah. So, Randy, it begs the question, is there advantages to negotiating the, the other way as well? Say, you know, you have half a truck and you can you negotiate the other, you know, down the rate, knowing that possibly they want to put uh, freight on that other half. Oh, sure. I mean, doing that as a partial load. Absolutely. Uh, you just have to be careful how you do that. You have to be careful who the carriers are that you use. You have to know about schedules. Uh, if there's a, a specific time frame that the freight needs to be there. It's tricky to book a partial. Uh, if there are stops in front of yours, uh, you know, the carrier might be able to make the trip in the right time. But if he's got a stop in front of yours and something happens there that they get a missed appointment or the broker didn't properly schedule it or something and they're held up for a day, then your freight's late as well, right? So you have to be really careful how you schedule these partials and what the service level is. But uh, I do I do a lot of flatbed and van partials both. And as long as you, you handle all those details up front, they usually go pretty well. Mm. Well, Randy, based on some of that music you are playing, this question might be a good one for you. If you were put in charge of creating a brand new global holiday, what would you name it and how would it be celebrated? Oh, goodness. <laughs> a brand new global holiday would be everybody gets off work for a huge music festival. Ooh. Ooh. Like World Fest? World Fest would be a great name for it. And uh, it's just all about the betterment of humanity. I like it. Peace I like and love. It. Peace, right. and Peace and love, my friend. I'm with you. We could we could bring back the old uh, what what was the uh, one love the uh, the when they brought Marley back to back yeah. to uh, back to Jamaica back when they were warring with the FBI and CIA and everybody. That's right. And Castro. That's right. One love. But yeah, call it one love. So obviously, this would have to happen in the summertime, right? Yeah. Right. Or, or the spring, and yeah. we could have Randy open it up with that tune, and yeah. everybody could. Just kind of mellow and chill out, right? <laughs> well, we get Hope know. White. Hope White will deliver some uh, Hope White will. condiments. Yeah, and uh, and Tam- and Tamian will come with us too. He'll sing yeah, some songs and dance for us. It'll be a good time. It'll go. be our own little freight fest. We'll be like long-haired leaping gnomes. Well, Randy, people who want to learn more, they want to talk to you. Where do we send them to? Well, you can send them to my LinkedIn page, Randy Hudson TX on LinkedIn, and. Uh, that's you can it. find everything there. I mean, you can find everything there. My web, my websites, my email addresses, my contact and information is all all public on there. So if you go there, you can find whether it's my brokerage brand uh, where I broker freight or my coaching brand or whatever. It's it's all there. So just go to my LinkedIn page and uh, hook up with me, and uh, I always connect with everybody and and stay active there. So wonderful. Well, hey, thanks again. Have a great weekend, and thanks for uh, joining us on What the Truck. Appreciate it, guys. Talk to you soon. Great stuff. Thanks, Randy. So we're, we're supposed to have love, this. Love, Randy. We're supposed to have this next guest on, right? Yeah. He said he wanted, he's like an, an evangelist for 
putting toilets <laughs> in trucks. He, he's really it's, big on this. Yeah. He called he called Kevin Hill up like about 19 times to pitch this this idea. And I talked to him and I said, his name is Brad Beebe. And I said, Brad, um, like, are you trying to sell a, a product, right? Are you trying yeah. to install toilets in trucks? Do you have like a yeah. portable toilet you're trying to get? No, no, none of that. I just am very passionate about wanting to have toilets in trucks. Okay. So he's like an evangelist of toilets in trucks. This is this is thing. And, you know, I got curious. That's interesting. Okay, so, but here's the thing. So the, the, the Brad news or the bad news is that <laughs> Brad, I don't know if he's in the toilet or something because he stood us up. So we're not, we're not going to hear from him. Maybe if he had a toilet in his truck, he could just, you know, he could put the laptop on his lap and we could have been doing this right now. I don't know if you guys would have minded. I wouldn't have. But Brad, he said, he says that, you know, a lot of carriers... <laughs> is that him? Maybe he's going to walk in any second. I, I think we have Brad. <laughs> he says he says that a large a lot of large carriers don't allow this, right? So I put a poll out on Twitter too to to trucking Twitter and said, "Would you guys want a toilet in your truck?" And I know okay. Chris, Chris Martinez, right. I know you're in the comments too. Would you want a toilet in your truck? Now, I took a Fungwa bus from Boston to New York one time. By the way, supposedly there's some sort of like drinking game where when I say Boston, oh, people oh, okay. do it. That's what that's what some of the drivers were telling me. Okay, so sorry guys. Um, but uh, so it was drinking games on the bus. No, so I was taking the Fungwa bus. I was taking the Fungwa bus from Boston, New York, and I was positioned oh. by the bathroom in the back, oh, yeah, right? Yeah, and we were in a small idea. enclosed space, and people yeah. were using the bathroom, and you know, it's not good. you know, someone has someone has the wrong the wrong meal, and the door too. It wasn't like sealed very well, so you have to sit. <laughs> you have to sit in the smell, right? As it just it just permeates and, and wafts yeah. on you. Yeah, well. People. But I mean, maybe it would cut. Maybe I don't know. Would you? Maybe if it's your own brand, your own smell, your own cloud, <laughs> your own it, it wouldn't be as as offensive to yourself. Like team drivers might be tough. Would you? Yeah. Want to- well, I think it depends on the toilet, right? I mean, yeah. you've got to. So I was looking it up too, and there's there's a whole thing on raking these these toilets and like uh so can i can i say that? i mean truckers truckersalary.com oh yeah sure what they, do they, they say they, they, so they say the thetford porta potty series is the number one choice it's the best and specifically the 92853 porta potty 550p is is the one to go for now what um, i'm now i'm looking at this and it doesn't look like a traditional toilet right it no. almost looks like a composting toilet <laughs> where you yeah. it or almost two litter boxes stacked you have yeah. like this sort of big base and then you have a top base that comes over the top and I guess uh, some eco-smelling stuff. I guess that's your your Sano Blue that you put in the bottom, and maybe yeah. that helps yeah, yeah, eliminate yeah, yeah. some of the odor. Maybe you could get some of that clumping cat litter or something. That would. That would. Well, How I, do we not have a picture of Cousin Eddie emptying the, the toilet in, in the front of our yard oh, right now? Yeah. How is that not up on the screen right now? Esser's full, right? He's just pouring yeah, it out yeah, on yeah. the lawn over there, giving <laughs> yeah. you some fertilizer. Yeah. You know, we're, we are laughing a little bit, but I mean, for some truckers, this is, uh, this is a big issue. And this is one of the things that Brad was talking about was that drivers, a lot of times, because they don't have these bathrooms and if they can't get to a rest stop or everything's closed, they're sometimes maybe forced to use nature. And you force yeah. use nature, cops sees you, you can get in trouble for all a variety of different reasons for for doing that, for having your private parts out going in the back. And there's a lot of things that can happen to you, not to mention like just the unsanitariness of, you know, some drivers who wear diapers or some drivers who are urinating in bottles and then where those end up outside the truck. So 
He has a case here, and it's unfortunate that he didn't no, join us. Too. It, it, it really is because we are laughing and because we're talking about toilets and we're guys, so we're sophomoric at best. Sure. Uh, but, you know, it, you know, looking at this, it is a fairly – it's pretty serious, actually. I can see why somebody would be serious about this, right? I mean, there's some things there for – obviously, the convenience factor is one of them. But then some of the non-obvious benefits, obviously, privacy. Yeah. Right? Uh, sanitary in these, in these times as well. Yeah. Right. You don't you don't have to go in and, and mingle with the public and stuff and, and other like, things. I, I like that. Pri- um, privacy is a good point, too, because like one is. of the joys, one of the true pleasures at home is when, you know, the wife takes the kids and, and, and the dog and, and they go out. And we're going to the park and you say, I'm stay home to do some work. Yeah. What you're really going to do is go to the bath and you have that full private house to yourself. Right. You're hearing the angels sing and you can really just sort of relieve yourself in peace and privacy and drivers don't get relax that kind on the porcelain throne just relax right is that what you're saying take yeah. your time I get it. disconnect from the world maybe check your dues you coin. have heated seats i th- those are nice i used to be yeah. kind of against yeah. them no they're sweet yeah they are they but are. Are big, but also you know on a more serious note with uh with covid restrictions and all those kind of things it becomes harder and harder for drivers to f- a find bathrooms that are open but b also find ones that are sanitary well, and finding them open is one of the other things because uh, looking through this and looking at the the, you know, the non-obvious benefits, uh, also medical issues. Yeah. Right. I mean, that that's not something you think about all the time. You think, well, they just want you know to be able to keep rolling, but sometimes you know they got medical issues where they they can't. They can't hammer down for the next 10 miles to get there. Oh, no. I dated a girl with IBS. And, yeah, you know, exactly. When, you know, Carl's Jr. is coming up. You know, you just got to, like, you got to swerve off the road and, and get them to where they need to be. You know, some people can't get control those kind of situations. Yeah, it, it, no, it's absolutely true. And But some of the things to consider, as they point out, are some of them are very hard to clean. So look at the model and understand how easily they are to clean. Some are stinky. So, uh, you know, do they have odor control? Yeah. Some of them actually don't flush. Yeah. Which makes sense. I mean, when you're thinking about it, I didn't realize some of them do flush, but they do flush some of them and, and some of them don't. And the ones that don't, you've got to empty it out every time you use it anyways. Yeah. And I, you know, I guess. You ever if you see have trailer park too, boys? Well, the thing is, if you, if you have it there, too, it's not like you have to use it every single time. They're no, in RVs they're, and they work fine. As, a, as an in case, yeah. uh, you know, right? Yeah. I mean, you just left Boston. You had uh, you had some uh, uh, a few too many cups of uh, Dunkin' Donuts. Exactly. Coffee. Sure. And, uh, and you a hit Crella. That, you hit that. You hit that traffic running by uh, Southeastern. You're hitting Southeastern. Hold on a second. And, Hold on. A second. Here he is. Brad is here. Out. Brad, you not being here almost turned us into like toilet evangelists as we were trying to sell this concept to we each convinced other. Ourselves. Um, yeah. Tell <laughs> us. Uh, t- tell us your side of this, Brad. What? W- tell us w- what your opinion is on these toilets in the trucks and why they need to be there. Well, uh, basically, we need to step into the 21st century on basic sanitation. Uh, drivers are doing their own thing on sanitation issues, and too many bottles and bags are being thrown out of the trucks. Uh, truck company owners tell drivers they can't have a toilet on the truck, and if they catch them with a the toilet, they have to remove it or get fired. Politicians, health officials, and other government offices I've called agree that we have, or what we have to do is wrong, but sidestep the issue or flat out don't call back. Now with COVID-19, we have to deal with companies uh, we pick up and deliver to tell us to go find a tree and the porta potties they give us aren't cleaned enough. And there's so many, so many benefits to having a portable toilet and they are UL approved. 
Interesting. Yeah, he makes a lot of sense here. I mean, we started off, and, and to be completely honest with you, Brad, we, we started off kind of laughing about it. It's kind of a joking thing, being very sophomoric about it, as I admitted earlier. Sure. But as we dig into it and talk to it, I mean, it, it's a it's actually a fairly important issue that you just don't think about. And you're making a lot of sense here. Even when you're there delivering, you're, you're sometimes given really or often enough to be a, an issue, not the best sanitary conditions to go to the bathroom with, right? Well, and here's you, the thing. Yeah. You don't have to, if you're, if you, look, if you feel like a, something really smelly or something's coming on, it's not like you have to use it, but if you just have to do some traditional business or it's an emergency, it's good to have it, even if it's not like, even if it's not like you're using it every single time you have than to milk use the bathroom. and tossing it on a highway. So what do you, so what you have to get rid of it somewhere. Like I remember the Dave Matthews band, they dumped all their like feces oh, on, a to- on a boat on yeah. their toy. Yeah. Tor- yeah. Where were the drivers? Like how would this, how would this, would they still just take the, the refuse from within the, uh, within the receptacle and just dump that at the truck stop with, could that be an issue? Uh, no, I usually, when I used to have them on trucks before they, uh, uh, quit allowing us to have them on there, um, uh, we would empty them out at rest areas at the uh, sanitation areas where the uh, tr- uh, uh, camper trailers and trailers, uh, house trailers would dump their holding tanks. Yeah. Um, and I'll tell you, the people that clean those rest areas are like, thank you. Come on in. Bring it in. Use our facilities. We don't want you use, uh, uh, using the uh, ground as a bathroom. And uh, now with COVID-19 and also my company. Uh, they said in order to get around this regulation that they have on no toilets on there, they're telling uh, drivers to use diapers. So it's <laughs> that, and there's no disgusting. dignity with that, right? That's like that's that that's removing someone's dignity. I mean, that is not an appropriate answer to give to someone just no, use a diaper. No, that doesn't that's, seem appropriate. That's at terrible. All. No. That's what I said to you know my three year old when I'm taking a, a direct road trip from Chattanooga to Boston. You got to wear your pull up this time, you know. This is drivers. These yeah. are professionals. So what do you do, though? So, like, you recognize the issue, right? You're saying it. You're saying there's resistance from some carriers. How do you push this issue forward to get past those uh, re- that resistance? Uh, popular, you know, you get everybody, uh, you know, involved in this. Um, I've talked to a lot of, like I said, government agencies. Uh, the, um, well, let's see here. I've talked to my congressman. I've talked to uh, uh, governor. I've talked. Uh, they're interested in it, that they say there's no federal mandate that uh, is going to be put in these trucks at this time. That was a year ago. The uh, uh, Red Cross says it is a PPE device, personal protective equipment. Um, a lot of these rest areas are shut down. And also, as for safety, you can um, uh, use the... Uh, uh, areas that don't have bathrooms, you can use parking areas and stuff like that. Stuff that has park, you know, truck parking, but they don't have open facilities like mm-hmm. closed buildings at the rest areas and that kind of stuff. Montana does it pretty good. They have parking areas and they have pit toilets. You can dump it at a pit toilet. Um, yeah. You know, there's a lot of places you can, you, you can do it. There's only one place I've seen that does not want to have it, and that's East Amarillo. They have uh, signs there at that uh, rest area about mile marker 126. It says uh, no uh, no porta potties or bottles or anything like that that hmm. uh, allowed inside the building on both east and westbound side. Other than that, everybody else, there has not been one word said uh, negative. The only negative pushback I have are from these owners who who have a rest, you know, the ability to use a restroom within a close distance of where their office is, and they don't understand the frustration we have. The food that we eat sometimes is, is not all that healthy. 
they put uh, they bleach French fries. Mm. People eat, you know, a lot of French fries and yeah. stuff like that. They bleach French fries. It's not good on the system. They also put this stuff that's on lettuce to make it look green. And boy, when that bell goes off, you got about ten minutes to make a decision where you're going to park. Yeah. You didn't think the Browns made it to the Super Bowl, did you? He makes a lot of sense. But what was the argument to take him out? Is it a safety issue? What's the issue to take? What was their argument to take him out? Was do you know what that was? Well, it's 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 kind of kind of funny. First, they said they were concerned about the mechanics or other drivers getting in the truck. And I'll give it to the guy. He went out there and he asked them, and they didn't care. So he comes back and he couldn't even get a second statement out. He says, "Well." We're concerned about the weight of the of the toilet and the and then he trailed off. So then he he's concerned about mad truck drivers destroying the cab. But I shot that down because people are storing this waste in the trucks already until they can find a proper place to store it. Exactly right. So it's yeah. awesome. so right. then they figured they couldn't go specific, so they went generic general. They said, well, we have hazmat issues or hazmat concerns. Well, if yeah. you roll a truck, um, I've never seen a camper or a trailer that they have to call out a hazmat unit in order in order to clean up the spill. Okay, and these, <laughs> no, yeah, these a good portable toilets. Yeah. yeah, these portable toilets. Yeah, you remember the old Samsonite yep. commercial with the gorilla? I mean, these things are tough. You can you can beat them up. They're made out of a heavy plastic. They're a two chamber toilet. Don't use a five gallon bucket with a garbage bag in it. Yeah. That lets people just throw it out the window. Like a cement way, mixing bucket. Yeah. yeah, you don't want to. Yeah, they have or a milk run. crate. A milk crate would be terrible because it would just come out the sides. Uh, Brad, we are run, we're running out of time here because we get we do got to get to some closing reads. But uh, if people want to know more about this issue, just say they should they go to, uh, ask their congressman or something. I mean, what do they do? You know, at this point, I I have contacted about 15, 10 to fifteen establishments trying to get information and who do I go to? And everybody wants to push it off to the next guy. They, they agree there's a problem, but they don't want to do anything. So, you know, court of public opinion, yeah. here, we need to do something. And I respect the people that are out here. We're Great doing message, a tough Brad. job. Great message, Brett. Yeah. Hey, Brett, thank you very much. Like I said, we are running out of time, so I do have to let you go. But thank you for joining us for a little bit of this. Uh, I hope we brought enough attention to this issue. Thank you, and take care. Now, Michael, yeah. we got to get to a little. Uh, we got to get to a little good news, bad news, really quick, because this was okay. this is just a crazy story uh, right yeah. here. Uh, and I think we have a few pictures too. And this is uh, bad news. You're hauling a load of cotton in Greer, South Carolina, yeah. when your truck goes up in flames. And you talk about rest stops. Uh, you look at this thing here, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That that's that's so, a fire. <laughs> Whenever you lead with the bad news, there's good news. And the good yeah. news is that the quick-thinking driver, he wisely pulled off the road and into a quick stop where, uh, according to Fox Carolina, uh, trucker Wilbert Ryan, he says, I got my fire extinguisher out and tried to put it out as best he could. If you saw, I don't think a fire extinguisher was enough for that. He mm. got scared. He thought it was going to burst into flames. And then the driver said, even though I had a lot of valuable things that were that were left in there, they were not as valuable as his own life. The things, things can be replaced. The life you save could be your own. He is just glad to get out of that alive and man when you see that uh, i have to you have to be as well um this is a real quick hitter just gonna be running low on time but you yeah. know all these meme stocks blockbusters is caught up in this too their penny stock has been soaring and uh much to the surprise of the workers at the last blockbuster in bend oregon um which we also have a picture of too last year on airbnb if you lived in bend oregon you could rent this out for i think it was only four dollars and you could sleep in a blockbuster video and and relive I, the I, 90s i would totally do it i would too absolutely I would totally. Awesome. I show my 
next time I'm in Bend, I'm looking for this. I would do that too. I would call Hope up and then I would go rent that out and I would have a <laughs> night, man. We would have a good time. <laughs> you would. But here's the thing. I w- there's this great documentary out right now called The Last Blockbuster. And that store, they have to re- they have to get permission from, uh, I believe it's, what, was it Verizon who owns it? Viacom, Viacom. Who owns them now. Yeah, they have to get permission from them just to call that a blockbuster. And oh, every year right? they can be shut down because Viacom can do, they own the name. Do they actively rent movies out of this thing too? That one does. It's the last one, uh-huh. and they, okay. they they still do it. I and maybe um, it's just somebody doing it for the fun of yeah. nostalgia of keeping it around. Just, just the fun, just the fun of it, just yeah. for the lulls. You, would you go over there and just stand there in front of the thing and look and go? I don't see. You know, Blockbuster had a very it had its own odor to it. Like oh, I yeah. want to re-smell Absolutely. that sort of plastic yeah. of those yeah. video cassette tapes and a little bit of Orville Redenbacher hint in the air, just. Going around. You kids don't know what you missed out on. All right, Monday, I want the truck. We got James. James has Raw Race, CEO of Carrier's Edge. We have Steve Kane, president of Rolling Strong. Trey Griggs is going to play it for right. Oh, wow. Coming Some back. gangster rap. Right Peter Bollet is going to be there, too. He spent 25 years with Air Canada. He's also in the comments today. Hey, Peter, looking forward to talking to you on Monday. He's going to share his uh, career journey with us and give us some insight into how that industry works on the radio. Loadsmart co-founder Ricardo Saldago, Rick Larkin from BCB Transport, oh, nice. Ingrid Brown. Trucker and uh, I don't know maybe you you want to open with me yeah Ingrid's gonna be on there yeah I'm there with Ingrid you, as well I'm there all right follow me on Twitter at Timothy Dooner D double O N E R follow him at Vincent the Dude got a good story for us T Dooner at FreightWaves.com you can email me subscribe to the show FreightWaves on your I mean look up watch the track on your favorite podcast player of choice subscribe or subscribe to FreightCast get every single FreightWaves podcast all in one place swag.freightwaves.com for these sick hats remember in the comments hat me or book me if you want either of those things you want to be drawn for Peace and love.